Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age podcast. This is your host, C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I am speaking to you from Irvine, California. Hi, this is Stephen G. Fullwood. I am the co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project, as well as the exhibition coordinator for Marking Time, Art in the Age of Mass Incarceration, now on view at the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center in Cincinnati, Ohio, and it will be on display until August 7th. 2022. Hi. Hi, I'm Seth Rodney. I am former senior critic at Hypoallergic and their former opinions editor. And I am now a freelance arts writer and critic. And I'm speaking to you from Newburgh, New York. This is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of what we like to call intellectual intimacy, which is giving each other the space and time to figure out things out loud and together. Um, and today we're doing two things. One, welcome back, Stephen. Glad to have you uh, back. Hi, everybody. Did you miss me? And, and I listened after. to the episode. You guys I, were I so. You. <laughs> you guys are so cool. I was like, wow, I can listen to these two. Wait a minute, do listen to these two. <laughs> it was awesome. It was so um, nice. Yeah, I appreciate that. I actually wondered if you would listen and see. I mean, it was uh, you. Were, I mean, obviously, I love talking to Seth, but you were definitely missed. So I missed having you in the conversation yeah, for sure. Um, uh, and then today the episode is verses. <laughs> so, uh, and this is just kind of a, a, a tongue in cheek play off of, uh, uh, Steven's suggestion for the podcast. Cause there are so many things that we can talk about, you know, it's so, sort of the war of all against all. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but is it, uh, <laughs> that's well, well, right. Yeah. Exactly. And we'll talk about that. So, mm-hmm. um, so, Stephen, since you you know you had the the week off, um, do you want to sort of just uh, <laughs> lead us in? So, I think um, when I first thought about it, it was just like, because, okay. So, just to say, my father passed away last, I think, June twenty second, and he was eighty four years old. I was in Toledo, Ohio, and basically up until that point. I've been underwater, like, you know, advocating for his care and that so forth. But he passed away peacefully at a hospice center. And waves of news would come through through the SCOTUS um, decision on abortion, striking down Roe Waves is a great word. Hmm? Yeah. And so waves is a great word. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And so. I have been um, at a disadvantage in a way about just keeping up with what's going on because I've just been so ingrained in that moment, in those moments rather, with my family, my sister, as well as my dad. So I'm just thinking about the way that, so algorithms come through through the through our social media in terms of the news and what comes on my, um, you know, uh, what do you call? I forget what it's called, you know, the list of things that other people post, whatever that is stream. I don't know. But so I was noticing that a lot of the news that was coming through was really apocalyptic. You know, Um, some of it was apocalyptic in terms of the world is burning up and all of us are dying. And the rest, and then like maybe half of it was like, this is what we can do to (laughs) advocate for women. And there were things like from hardcore leftists who were saying, these are the concrete things we can do now. Or from AOC, and then there were the folks who were very much like like Dick Sporting Goods, for example. Um, there were a number of of companies that said that they would support um, women, spouses, or anyone who was on their um, 
was um, dependent on the health insurance that they would support them in terms of traveling to get an abortion in a state where it was legal. And so there were these interesting moments that were clashing in my head around verses. So then there were the rights who were like, this is, oh my God, this is a, vic- this is a victory for us all, including former um, Vice President um, Pence, you know, and other mm-hmm. folks. And so I was just thinking about, like, this isn't the first time and it won't be the last where it feels like the world is on fire. And mm-hmm. what I wanted was a breath. I wanted a breath and sort of, um, and when I, I sent it to you guys, this whole versus thing, it, it made me laugh, but it was like, it was sort of like a, a sad laugh. It was just like, <laughs> um, yeah. how do you, like, I, I'm almost at a loss for words. I feel like, I need, one, I need a breath, and I need two to just catch up on the news and, and, and crunch it a bit. But also not to be, I know that there's just certain fights that I'm in. You know, I'm in. I'm in the fights. I'm definitely um, pro-abortion and uh, for a woman's right to ha- to control her own body. Absolutely. But how to do that with some some clarity, but also some kindness, but not also, I mean, I don't know how much fire I have in me, you know, at the moment, because I feel so depleted Mm -hmm. and so grief stricken. But also, I think these are the right times to go about fighting and doing good work and advocating for the things that you care about, as well as doing artwork that might inspire people to think about these issues differently, you know? So, mm-hmm. so that's where I got the versus thing from. And then fun fact, I thought about it just two seconds before we got on the air, which is um, there is a, I think it started during a pandemic where um, primarily I haven't seen any white artists or any other artists of, um, at all, but the black performers who would, like Babyface versus Teddy Riley. And both of them are producers and both of them, well, Babyface mm-hmm. is more of independent, but they would go this versus battle. And it's versus with, I think, a Z. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but I thought about it and I was I, like- I am, totally are, yeah. Yeah, so they're interesting moments, cultural moments, uh-huh. I think. I'm yeah. generally not up for the fight. Who's going to win? I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just interested in seeing what they do or not. Cause I, what is the, what's the venue? Like what is, what it could be the, online. Cause during the pandemic, it was okay. online. People will go to their studios okay. by themselves and this is, they play a little bit of their song or they would have a space where it was COVID restrictions were in place, what have you. And the two performers were going stage and sing either part of their song, like Pat LaBelle oh, okay. or their entire song, <laughs> like Gladys Knight, which is really interesting to, to see over the years, how their voices changed or didn't change mm-hmm. in some cases, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it was. So I just thought about this no, notion of verses in that sense as well, with a Z right. versus. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah there was ask. a big there was a big performance that was um, talked about a lot. Big Daddy Kane versus uh, KRS One, and mm-hmm. that took place. I, I want to say like, I mean, time is weird now. I I, I, yeah, I, I want to say that. I want to say that the thing was a year ago. It could have been six months. I'm not really sure, but I remember. <laughs> but I remember reading about it uh, because that was the performance. And it, I, I should say to, uh, to clarify for the listener, the performance took place at the stadium, outdoor stadium. Um, lots of people, lots of hip hop legends were in mm-hmm. the audience. I remember. I think. Um, I think. Uh, I think Fat Joe was there. I remember Buster Rhymes was there. Like a bunch of people. And um, it was a bigger deal than what I'm making it sound 
like it was because at, apparently Roxanne Chante was given her flowers by Big Daddy Kane because he got her up on stage and said, you know, this is a woman who was an innovator. She was like at, at the at the beginning of hip hop. She's one of the reasons why hip hop became what it was. La la la. So he publicly acknowledged her importance, and you know, mm-hmm. and people's like, oh yeah, Kane gave um, gave Roxanne her flowers, and that I like those moments because that sort of undercuts the sort of adversarial sort of pitch of the mm-hmm. of the of the show and and mm-hmm, makes it mm-hmm. a moment of really it sounds cliche but people coming together to celebrate no absolutely other. yeah it's it's a cultural yeah. moment it's actually quite yeah. nice i agree with you yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i agree with you i didn't like the notion of verses either because of the the buildup is oh pat labelle is so much better singer than gladys right. Knight. how can right. she compete with blah 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 i'm like right right i'm not in that house i'm actually over down the street going thinking about their significance <laughs> and also just their their um what do you call it the, they're not legend but because i hate that word it's overused but they how long they've been in the industry their longevity sure. thank you yeah, their yeah, longevity yeah, yeah that's yeah. exciting yeah. that's interesting yeah yeah for sure so yeah so go <laughs> <laughs> well I'll, I'll let i'll let Seth, um i'll let Seth go um, well i think that i understand where you're coming from Steven. uh um uh, I want to. I, I understand being in a place where you just want to kind of catch your breath, and don't, and you don't want to be sort of taken for a ride by other people's or on other people's wagons, right? Because there are lots of people who are very strong and vocal mm-hmm, and vehement mm-hmm. advocates for whatever, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. for whatever politics or positions they uh, policy positions they uh, currently hold dear. Mm-hmm. But I did read this piece in the New Yorker magazine by Gia Tolentino. Mm-hmm. It's dated June 24th, and its title is, We're Not Going Back to the Same Time Before Roe, We're Going Somewhere Worse. And I just oh, read it I this morning. Yeah. yeah, I just read it this morning, and it's it's horrific. I mean, I think that, and when I say it's horrific, I mean the decision to do it with Roe v. Wade is. Um, Gia Tolentino specifically mentions the case of Latisse Fisher, a black mother of three from Mississippi, who made roughly $11 an hour as a police radio operator, experiencing mm-hmm. a stillbirth at roughly 36 weeks at home. Mm-hmm. She, when questioned, she acknowledged that she, I'm reading, she acknowledged that she didn't want more kids and couldn't afford to take care of more kids. She surrendered her phone to investigators who scraped it for search data and found search terms regarding mifepristone mef, 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 and misoprostol. Um, I'm probably mispronouncing these words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, the, re- the pills are among the reasons that she was uh, prosecuted for right. murder. Yeah. Um, she was charged with second-degree murder and held for several weeks on a $100,000 bond. Um, and, and the article goes on from there to talk about how essentially pregnancy is being... Uh, 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 um, uh, rather, abortion and miscarriage are being criminalized across several states. Eleven states, apparently, in the past four years, have passed mm-hmm. uh, laws to basically, basically, bound, um, based on the theological concept of fetal personhood, which Travis uh, glossed the other day mm-hmm. on the podcast. Uh, 
I just want to say, I mean, there's a lot to talk about here, but one of the things that really struck me about the piece is that pregnancy is more than 30 times dangerous than abortion. Women, people who are pregnant, I mean, they are this, risking. Uh, people who are pregnant um, risk their lives um, in the course of that pregnancy. Uh, and in cases where they're not uh, given the option of having an abortion, um, they can die of infections, of preeclampsia, of hemorrhage. There's a range of things. It's not, I mean, there's a, there is a way in which the alarm bells are going off for me, for, or going off for me, mm-hmm, given, mm-hmm. given this decision by the Supreme Court. And, and while we're at it, um, the decision to limit the power of the EPA to uh, regulate uh, uh, emissions is also pretty damning. Um, mm. I, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to be too like you know, the sky's falling, mm-hmm. but it's not. But it's 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 not where it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's actually funny. Um, Thank you. So okay. you're a thousand. You're a thousand times. Pro- I, I'm going to just throw it out there that you're probably a thousand times more likely to to die of a lightning strike if you go for a walk than if you sit in your chair at home. The idea that women in the 21st century are in mortal danger when they give birth is absurd. But I mean, and I know this isn't your argument. You're but you're it's class based, Travis. But it's really class based, no, no, Travis. It's the kind of care that they're that available to them. Thank That's, you. If we pause, no, no, if we pause, mm-hmm. I'm happy to pull the statistics up. I would lay money on the fact that you are talking about a vanishingly small number of pregnancies in the United States in the 21st century, regardless of class, though I agree, of course, people who have access to better medical care are going to mm-hmm. get better outcomes. Yeah. It is just not something that is very common. That's a red herring. It was used all the time during the pandemic. It's absolutely, it's, mm-hmm. it's used for kids all the time. It's nonsense. Women are not in mortal danger of dying of pregnancy in the United States in the 21st century under most circumstances. Mm-hmm. That I'm not saying that has anything to do with anything. The story in the New Yorker sounds like obviously this is an awful example of mm-hmm. um, of something that I think should be legal. Mm-hmm. But uh, but what has happened is that I mean I really don't know where. I stand on, I certainly know where I stand on whether abortion should be legal or not, Mm -hmm. but it's hard for me, even amongst friends, Mm -hmm. um, after years, years of me making the argument that this was a mistake for the Democrats to ignore bodily autonomy. And then mm. when it's an issue that they are politically positioned to care about, because we now know that their positions are not grounded in principle, they are grounded in political relativity, when it is a mm. position that they are concerned about, now all of a sudden we're crying and wailing and gnashing our teeth about women protecting their bodies. I really, I, I, I can't, agree. I mean, you can, I, I mean, I, yeah. I really, it is, a, it's, like it was app it was yesterday i said that this was a mistake and it is a mistake and i don't know where i stand so i i i could care less about what a writer at the new yorker thinks about i just don't care could, couldn't where care was this i could th- I, I i thank you i appreciate it um where were they a year ago mm-hmm. when when this argument was being made where were they a year ago when 
lots of people were concerned about the implications of this around COVID mandates when we were shutting down states and not allowing people to keep their stores open. I mean, so I don't need to, I really don't, not only do I not need to, I don't want to revisit the COVID stuff. I'm kind of just tired of talking about it. I think everyone is. Mm -hmm. So, but I, the umbrage, not you, Seth, I'm happy to listen to you, but the, the, the cultural sort of pitch that progressives have found in response to this issue I find grating. It, I, I just, I really, it, it, it rubs me the wrong way. What I do feel, what I do feel very, um, what I feel a great deal of empathy for are the women's, uh, the, the women and families, the women's, mm-hmm. the women and family in, in, in these states that are now going to have to contend with these absolutely retrograde draconian laws about regulating abortion. Of course I am opposed to that. Absolutely. I mean, I would, so what is it like in Wisconsin, there's like a 150 year old law on the books around abortion. But here's the thing, maybe in, in 20 years, maybe, and maybe not, it could be worse, right? I'm not saying it's, I'm not an optimist in this way, Mm -hmm. but it, now this can be at least a fight now you can I hear that. now this okay. can be a fight in this in the state legislatures people can actually organize around this and say no this law needs to go why yeah. is it still on the books so, and this um, is something that can be fought about i'm sorry go ahead so i know i interrupted you Charles. i apologize no no that was it uh, that was you know it was an ellipsis instead of a period no big deal well so uh, gia tolentino uh tells us in their article that last year Arkansas passed a law called the Every Mom Matters Act, which requires women considering abortion to call a state hotline and requires abortion providers to register all patients in the database with a unique ID. And then Mm. since then, six (laughs) other states have implemented or proposed similar laws. So what they're doing Mm. really is they're not, I mean, it's, 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 it's this sort of surveillance state, which you, Travis, have talked about really, uh, distrusting and, um, to a certain extent, despising, um, Mm -hmm. kind of come into full bloom, um, (laughs) under the, under the ages of protecting life. Um, so the, the, you know, the problem here is that it's not just about, it's not, you know, it's not about women being in mortal danger. It's, it's the idea that once you're impregnated by another person, right? So we're talking about, and that passive construction there in that sentence is important because in some cases of rape or incest, sure. a, a girl, a woman is going to be impregnated. Um, and she's not going to have a control over that, which is horrific. Mm-hmm. Under any circumstance, this person will have a legal and moral moral duty to undergo pregnancy, delivery, and in all likelihood, two decades or more of caregiving, no matter the permanent and potential devastating consequences for their bodies, their hearts, their minds, their families, their ability to put food on the table, their Mm -hmm. plans, their aspirations, their entire life chances. This This shit is bananas. Come on. I I know, but so again, you know, I I can do my I can do my part to try and bracket out the context of the last two and a half years, but it's very hard for me here okay. because I I just I, <laughs> can you give us an example though where progressives because I think that I agree with you that Democrats on the whole are politicizing this issue now. 
definitely during this, you know, midterms and of the upcoming mm-hmm. presidential election. But I know for a fact that this issue has been being challenged on the ground level for a while, that there's mm-hmm. been commentary, there have been decades, people sure. who've been fighting. So, but I was wondering if you could yeah. cite an example I, yeah. where you actually saw that this, because this isn't new. This isn't, this was the mm-hmm. the rumblings around the Supreme Court um, appointments. It was of the rumblings around... Course. different laws in different countries where states were ruling and they were saying, well, you had to be, you couldn't have an abortion after this many weeks. So that all these so things were being contested and fighted all along since Roe, because they knew that Roe was fragile, but that yeah. we saw that. Yeah, I appreciate the, that. Yeah. So I'm just thinking about just having some kind of example where you saw the Democrats, not the progressive, but the Democrats specifically, because I think Obviously, Democrats are not necessarily progressive, who we've been seeing for the last exactly thirty years or more. Exactly, um, they just exactly. had the benefit of a better reputation. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so, I, I guess I would say, um, you know, one of the reasons that I that I feel like the Supreme Court decision may not ultimately be a mistake if you mm-hmm. look at the sweep of the, of a generation uh-huh. is that the is that the decision is fragile and yeah. is is widely nearly universally too strong widely uh disdained in the in the legal profession yes um law professors think it is abysmal law um, mm-hmm. and, and this is not a secret, right? And this is not just conservative law. Professor. I mean, I mean, Ruth Bader Ginsburg very famously uh, thought it was bad law. That the results were because of the structure of the law itself, not because the whole. Of, it's not in the constitution the, bullshit, but like, right. yeah. no, 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 because of because of the 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 the, uh, the legal context that it that it rested upon. Ah, uh, yes, the legal okay, right that, that. It le- okay. that it rested upon. Yeah, the right to and privacy so, was always sort of seen as. Um, as not ever explicitly expounded by the law. And it was kind of a, a an invention. Herky-jerky. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of a herky-jerky sort of like. So, so mm-hmm. but, and this has been the Democrats' move for 50 years, right? They started to have a difficult time legislating on certain issues. And so they started pushing legislation towards the bureaucratic state. The judiciary mm-hmm. is is a part of that, right? Um, and so, or ju- ju- judgeships are a part of that. They're they're analogously much closer to a priestly class than they are a part of the legislative body, right? You go okay. three years of law school, you learn this arcane language, you sit, you know, on a bench, you wear these robes, like there are mm-hmm. all these rituals around their decisions. Their their word is binding. You know, it's highly structured. You know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's all that that legal profession the, the legal professions are or the judiciary is, but that is a part. No, of No, I get it. Yeah, I know you have to say that, but and, <laughs> I was like, no, I get that. Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 right. So what to say so for all of these disclaimer things, is? So, yeah, sorry. So Supreme Court's going to save us, right? Environmentalism, Supreme Court, abortion, Supreme Court. What's the Supreme Court's going to say? What's the Supreme Court going to say? How about just fucking legislating? How about like how about organizing some voters? And, and legislating on some of these issues. How about you stop looking for the courts to limit the Second Amendment and you agitate? Mm. I mean, this is, this is what a, a democracy slash republic is intended to do. That is how it is to, intended to function. Gotcha. The, the, much safer, the much safer thing to do is for 
is for organizers, people who are politically invested, is to organize people around these things and vote on them and get these people out of office that think that any that any mm-hmm. woman should be prosecuted for a still I mean the, I the idea this, is repugnant. I mean it's 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 disgusting to me. But it's repugnant. No, I, I just want to add that the the goal the 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 <laughs> the shifting of voter registration, of gerrymandering, of all these things really do impact that. So the education around those issues are really big as well. Because That's just true. as people Absolutely. are being motivated, like I I can't not not think of the last 49 years, not even 50 years, that Roe Ro versus Wade was in, in place and mm. the different kinds mm. of activism that were activated before and after that. And mm. I wonder, um, like I'm not that aware of how to stop gerrymandering, you know, as a citizen. I'm not aware of how mm-hmm. I can do these things, but I feel like there's something that Lonnie Guineer, she something that she mentioned, Lonnie Guineer was the one, um, mm-hmm. was up for the attorney general under Clinton and then pulled back two, two months later after Republicans challenged her on this idea of, let's see, I have the note here. Um, I thought she, I thought she was up for the Supreme Court. I thought so too. And I looked and no, it was the attorney general. She was oh, I did idea. because okay. I've always thought she was a striking looking woman. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I met her. She, her father's papers are at the Schomburg Center, Ewar Ganeer. Oh, and wow. he was instrumental in starting the first, I believe, if I'm wrong, just tell me, folks, that he started the very first black studies program at Princeton. I believe that's huh. what he, oh, wow. one of the things he was known for. But cool. she comes from a family full of lawyers. Okay. So essentially what she did was she, um, people were arguing, what, what she was doing was referring to the uh, one person, one vote that was in, insufficient in a system where the interests of minorities, racial or otherwise, were inevitably trampled by those of the majority. Mm-hmm. And that alternatives needed to be considered more weight more weight, giving more weight to minority interests. She's not the first person. She, in fact, she's not even the person who thought of the idea. This was in mm-hmm. place before, mm-hmm. and it had been used, mm-hmm. utilized in places before. Mm-hmm. It's the idea of any kind of sort of leveraging power overall that I have um, concerned with and feel bludgeoned with over my head that nothing will change. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give you not really an example, but a feeling I've been having lately mm-hmm. around conservative values, even with progressive people around what Mm. a body should be up to, who should have access to this Mm -hmm. and all of that. So you can say one or two things, you know, I mean, you can be a proponent of something, but you're really, your politics are really around this thing here Mm. around, Mm -hmm. well, Mm -hmm. you know, it says in the Bible and not just to give it, not just to shit on religion, but also people who feel like in a just society, we need to know who the men and the women are biologically, that kind of talk that I've been seeing. That's the trans movement though. That's that, part. that is the tra- I mean, the yeah, trans no, movement yes, is organized absolutely. around very conservative values, incredibly absolutely. conservative values about men and women. For but sure. I'll say this though: but they show up in people who you may not think so. Right. Um, I believe that, absolutely. Like, and like, I'll say this, and I've, I weighed whether or not I should say this on the air or not. But I don't think it's really all that critical, and I don't think anyone's listening for my family. <laughs> so, <laughs> like ever. I hope people are listening. But <laughs> like ever. It's like, what are you, an archivist? What is that? You know, so. <laughs> the gay guy what who comes in every now and again to Toledo, but he's in New York. The gay, that gay guy, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you work at the Sherbert? Is that? This <laughs> is a German place, Schomburg-y. And my sister and my close knit, they know exactly uh, what I do. Those are uh-huh. different people. So Pam, okay. K, y'all, y'all know what I'm doing. Um, okay. But... Yeah. But there are a lot of my, my, so 
they range from armchair, armchair Christians to really vigilant Christians. Like mm-hmm. I go to church every, mm-hmm. I go to church several mm-hmm. times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. their value systems, they they love me, but they're just praying for my soul, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, during the time my father passed, I posted something on Facebook just to give people a space. Because at one point I wasn't going to share anything. And I was like, let me post this. This is what's happened in our family. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the number of people, I'm praying for you. I mean, Memes with baby white Jesuses and angels. I'm like, good gravy. At least make <laughs> them know. black. <laughs> I know. Make them racially appropriate. I'm a black Honestly. man. I don't want to know. So, like, I mean, it just no makes Nordic me. Nordic Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, Nordic Jesus. You were, you were invented in the 14th century or whatever. So. <laughs> Nordic Jesus is particularly funny, actually. Nordic Jesus is funny. I like Nordic Jesus. I'm showing up for Nordic Jesus. I'm showing up for that. But it was the idea that. Sometimes it's easy to reach for language to show that you care about someone, that mm. they're going through this thing right now, but you can only reach from mm. the pot of things that you have, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm. I won't, so I stopped saying yeah. my condolences to people where I just go, my heart, because mm-hmm. that's where I'm really at, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't want you mm-hmm. to suffer for the, I mean, it's not that I don't want you to suffer for these things or not suffer for these things. I'm, I might have said it twice, but what I'm saying is, is that I'm trying to find language that's more pliable and gets closer to what it does actually mean. Mm-hmm. So, um, after I think I'm at the end of how are you doing, Stephen? Yeah, I think mm. I'm almost at the end of that because <laughs> mm. after I'm not sure, I'm like pick up the pick up the um, index card. Hello, I am feeling fine today, <laughs> but I am feeling waves of <laughs> just like sometimes I just want to yell into the phone. Ah, I feel like that. It's fucking grief. <laughs> There's n- you know, but again, people are just trying to express their love and support, but I go back to the wellspring of conservatism that just continues to knock me over every, every time I go to Toledo, regardless if it's for um, a wedding or a visit or a family reunion, it's just like, and you know, the Lord don't want you to, the Lord can't give you nothing. He won't give you nothing. You can't handle. I'm like, there's some things we cannot handle. (laughs) Clearly. The Lord is misapprehended. Yeah, clearly yeah. the oxycodone crisis was about handle anything. Right, it was about people not being able to handle shit. So, so like fuck, there's fuck that, and, and and it's it's to me, and it's honestly, I feel like it's lazy. I feel like it stops yeah. you from thinking. Yes, more thoroughly about things. Right. But yes. who the fuck am I? I mean, I'm just yes. an atheist living in yes. New York City. <laughs> yes, who yeah. respects religion except for when it's in my uterus. Yes, I said my yeah, uterus right, because right. I'm going thinking about. The larger body politic, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. about what's possible here, and sometimes I'm just like, wow, I don't, I'm not, I'm a, I'm an optimistic, terminally optimistic person, but I have been, and I know it's because of the grief, but I'm just like, jeez, there are people who are like, I mean, in my family who are very happy that Roe versus Wade was struck down, yeah. and they're not doing yeah. any of what we're doing in terms of yeah. looking at how the law was passed and how it was written, and no, they're just like, a woman shouldn't do that, right, and that's it. Right, and I don't yeah. know how to reach those people or talk to those people, and sometimes I don't want to talk to those people, and I don't well, talk to those yeah. people sometimes. I just, well, I just want to follow up, sorry, Travis, on something that you said no, earlier. No, no, I just want to take, I just want to take it a little bit further. I mean, you, you are basically saying we should stop with these sort of band aid approaches to, or the Democrats and progressives should stop with these sort of oh, band aid yeah. approaches. Oh yeah, and they should. And they should organize people and pass legislation. And um, it reminds me of something I saw. It was either a TikTok video. Mm-hmm. And now as I say this, I'm, I'm like slightly embarrassed. I'm like, 
Um, like it's not like like reading. I was like, gonna, I was thinking this has to well, be some TikTok video. <laughs> well, well so like, it's like, it's like <laughs> reading Edward Said, and then like the footnote says, you know, oh, and his Facebook <laughs> post the other day also backs mm. up Edward Said. Yeah. Anyway, but it's the guy who basically said the Democrats keep bringing skateboards to gunfights. And and I think that, I think, <laughs> wow. and I think that's and I think that that's yeah yeah yeah. I mean I think that that's really apt. It's like you cannot you cannot show up um, in, for these battles, and they're various battles around right. environmental protection, around um, bodily autonomy, around mm-hmm. yeah, civil rights. La la. You cannot show up for these fights with people who have created institutions like the Federalist Society mm-hmm. that specifically are geared to changing the character of the Supreme Court absolutely. and absolutely yeah. successfully doing so with like slogan. You cannot show for that fight with slogans and with like um, um, bake sales. Like it doesn't, there's not, the, you're not going to win. Does it fundamentally come down to character? Meaning that people are like, they're just not as angry or as mad or as um, evil. I mean, I don't know, not evil necessarily, but yeah. just something I've been wrestling with that, yeah. that very idea no, about actually think, showing up with flowers at a gun show, you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think I think you brushed up against something that I think is true, which is that I actually don't think most progressives or progressives or Democrats really give a shit about this issue. I feel like this is the next Mm. thing to be angry about. Mm. And I think that ultimately when push comes to shove, what they think is, well, those dumb hicks should leave those states. I I really, I mean, the the level of disdain that that is set up camp in Mm. the Democratic Party and amongst progressives is absolutely cancerous, and I think it applies to this issue too. I think they actually mm. really don't care about about the women that are going to suffer from these laws because they don't live in those places. Um, and so, I, so, the, and, and this will be this will be this will be the sort of the proof in the pudding of of, of this prediction. Let's see in six months how mad people are about abortion, or if they aren't on to some other hair on fire, the sky is falling, we're at the nadir of America. Like, nonsense. Th- this, that's, that's, my, that's my prediction. So it's six months. So today, it's, it's July 1st. By the end of the year, I mean, it's an election, so there'll be some other stuff going on. There will be something else that is incensed them. And that is not true of conservatives on this issue. Not at all. Th- this is something, this is part of their, this is, this is a metaphysical cornerstone of their reality. They believe that that your body is infused with a soul that comes from a divine creator and that the world is a malignancy that stains a pristine soul. That's what they believe. They think that, like, down to their toes. And so your ass doesn't care about what the judges on the Supreme Court think. Mm -hmm. You don't care about, like, this is something you're willing to go to the mat for. They have the real commitment of, they have real conviction and commitment. And progressives clearly do not because we just saw that they don't six months ago. They don't actually Mm. give a shit about bodily autonomy. And I'm sorry that I'm getting incensed about it, but I- No, no, no. It's a really upsetting issue for me because- 
I do. Like, I actually do believe it is a sacred secular principle and that you need to keep institutions and governments away from your own biological decisions. Because Mm. otherwise, their power will encroach on you like an alien from a fucking movie. And if you don't hold it back in every circumstance, it is going to find a way and an excuse to take over your life. And mm. so, and I feel like I don't, it, the, the progressives have, they're nowhere on this. They are nowhere on this. But conservatives actually are. Um, and I think that's why they lost this. I think that's why they lost this fight. And I actually, you know, I hope that what this does is wakes up progressives and conservatives. I mean, I'm sorry, progressives and, and Democrats on this issue, since that's the party that we have. I hope it wakes them up and they actually do find some some more deeper conviction on this issue because I think it really matters and it does actually scare the shit out of me. The thing that you listed off, Seth, like, yeah, a registry in Arkansas about like what you like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, I don't like, I definitely don't yeah. want some registry in Arkansas to have any information, you know, yeah. other than like my address or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Isn't there some, also in Arkansas, some guy who was tracking the periods of women at Planned yeah, Parenthood? Yeah. Like, I didn't like understand that. what the fuck that was. I just saw the headline. I was like, oh, I got to go uh, read this shit. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And I also feel like in this, and this is, I think this is also a quality of the progressives in the positive sense. People are at least willing to let you live what the conservatives feel like at least the 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 approach and the structure and the idea is that you must live mm-hmm. like this right so mm-hmm. 10 points to progressives just but, give that to the progressives except they didn't they but they didn't just 6 months ago they said no you got to go you got to get vaccinated but i don't it care wasn't if you've had all COVID. progressives i know what you're saying yes Oh, I agree with of you. course that's true. No, no, yeah, you just want right. to say of course that, that's yes. true. No, no, yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. Right, absolutely. I, I gotta yeah, try I got, to make sure that everybody in the room is getting a little light. Those are the people that didn't agree with that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Those yeah I, I mean, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's really important for listeners to understand, um, as I do, uh, or, or here at least, this position that um, uh, vaccination mandates was not a progressive position. That's like, like there may be some, there may be some progressives that advocated for that but that's not a progressive position i don't know if i believe that i don't know but i don't i don't necessarily want to go down that road but i i will just i will just register my skepticism okay Okay. and we can we can we can i like that Um, the way that's set up that's cool yeah yeah register it um Mm -hmm. I, i i do think that um that there is there is a there's an inherent difference of approach to these sort of public policy fights that Stephen touched on that I want to just more fully articulate, which is that the issue with people who generally tend to be progressive is that they fall on the side of let them just live. Like, I don't want to necessarily go pick at the supermarket. I just want the workers to get paid a little bit more. Whereas the conservative position is, not only are we going to pick it, we are going to go and uh, organize a letter writing campaign. We're going to show up at the next um, uh, 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 election for the school board. We are going to um, uh, or organize prayer vigils. We are go- like, like conservatives, like generally speaking, 
organize the shit out of whatever it is is on their wish list. They might bring a gun or two. Yeah, not yeah, yeah, right, exactly, and and, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and if that's not successful, there will be a couple. There may be a couple of them who will just show up with a gun and be like, you know what? Um, no more abortions for you, Doctor Slepian. Boom, boom. Like it's not, it, it, like there is a real di- difference in worldview. Worldview that I think ends up being, um, ends up um, engendering a whole different set of actions. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I can go quite that far with the, the. I mean, of course, the, the pe- abortion clinics were bombed and and, yeah. and violence. Some people was showed a up. Part of, of, yes. Yeah, you know, no, that, that's very true. Um, uh, and and gun rights are not just a conservative issue. I mean, there's a very. Uh, um, oh yeah. Uh, Matt Taibbi does uh, does uh, this. There's I forget the name of the group now, but there's that one group that uh, um, that uh, this kind of black progressive in the south, a black progressive group in the south that's a very pro gun rights like basically mm-hmm. like yeah no yeah we're we're pro guns because like we're going to shoot back we're when shooting the back crackers several. come for us yeah <laughs> i mean sort of it's like you know that's their position mm-hmm. um and so you know the I wouldn't say that it entirely just lives in that one place, but that's fine. But that's not always been what progressives were. I mean, the civil rights movement happened because that's they true. were incredibly organized. That's, that's and, true. And, I mean, the freedom riders and like that's true. So there are examples. Not, yes, they risked everything. That's very true. Yes. Yeah. And and I think honestly, I think this is an aspect of of the kind of decadence that that is twenty first century America. Um, mm-hmm, in that mm-hmm. m- most of the people that are the mouthpieces for these uh, movements, I'm, abortion is a little bit more squishy on. I don't. We're, I think we have to wait and see where that lands over the next year or two, and yeah. what kind of uh, what what that sort of motivates in people. Uh, and once more of these kind of like awful stories start to to leak out about uh, uh, women being prosecuted for. Oh yeah. Um, or stillbirths or or anything like that. Or just fucking breathing. Um, but I do want to register something really quickly because I know that Seth has got to get off, certainly. And that no, is, no, I, want, go, go, I go. want to register this, that the difference, I think, between the 21st and the, 20, the 20, 20th and 21st century activism on both sides is really, the quali- it's the internet. It's being able to mobilize mm-hmm. and being in you. Mm-hmm. It's the difference between playing Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> in your room with a bunch of other, or with four other people in a basement, I guess, or something, than having access to certain kinds of sometimes inflammatory information, sometimes disinformation about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. what I'm interested in is how the six months that you're giving people to get fired up about something else is impacted. By the yeah, lack fair. of, yeah, that's fair. or the 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 complicated nature of, like, how is it being um, fueled? I guess right. you know because right. it's a fuel, right? And it's not just information. Obviously, it's also, again, like I said, I don't want my hair on fire all the time. I can't live like that. Right. You know, long right. before my father passed. No, I just can't live like that because I can't think. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, that's all. No, no, that's fair. Seth, do you want to do you want to do you want to close this out? 
Uh, no, I don't. I don't think I have anything particularly <laughs> insightful to say this time. <laughs> Wait, yeah. like that's great. I just tried to hand the ball off, and you're just like, no, no, I'm not gonna. No, take no, it's, it's, <laughs> right, it's like it's like I'm running down the court. You throw me the bullet pocket pass, and I'm just like bat the ball away. Just game's over. Just drop the just drop the phone and just stop talking and just drop the phone. Just walk away. Walk away. <laughs> you're done talking. Yeah, uh, okay, I guess we'll I guess we'll just we'll let that we'll let that fumbled pass right. let that be the yeah, end. So, um, so it's good, uh, Stephen. I'm, I'm glad you're back. Uh, I'm I'm Happy sorry that for the reason for your absence, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that, and he lived. Mm. That's all I can say at the moment. Mm. Yeah. He lived. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Thanks, everyone, for the conversation. Okay. Bye.